Tell me how you make it funny. <laughs> Top five things that you love about Coen Brothers. And- so what I like about Coen Brothers is uh, first thing is I think the way they portray the characters is phenomenal. Uh, the characters are very flawed, demented, and sometimes I think they're. You know, I personally feel Twisted. that I find the closest that you know we are all like bunch of idiots struggling with things, and and that they show that very well. In the, I think except for No Country for Old Men. Which was a little different from kind of this thing, but otherwise, uh, they do. They are like a, a, a the mirror to the flaw of society characters, and uh, they have these amazing flawed characters who uh, have these big uh, uh, ideas. Yeah, big ideas about themselves and what it is, you know, and a kind of. Uh, so that's one. The sense of humor is brilliant, I think, and I can't really put my finger on what it is, but it is. Uh, their style and it comes from this only i think from these characters and uh, hmm. whatever i also love the mix of uh, genre uh, the violence and humor you know they mix it beautifully i think uh, hmm. i think uh, they again i feel so, something i i feel huh? i don't know them but i feel that they again don't take themselves seriously you know so that's something great about them the kind of stuff they have done is always so out it's not i mean they don't fit in this uh, festival film circle hmm. you know i mean i think hmm. and they yeah. don't even fit in in the commercial uh, circle and so they've just done their own thing which i find great you know i mean they kept their voice they managed to get money or managed to find their own little uh, space and stuck to it so, uh, genuinely they haven't kind of you know and that's what i admire about them but the sense of humor is something which i find close to me i don't know i find like i am like that you know i can look at something like somebody said uh, uh you know that we always felt that you were a more of a comic filmmaker and i said no actually if you give me something tragic then i can find something funny yeah. Yeah. so uh, the next uh, thing uh, was pl deshmukh uh, pl deshpande pl deshpande yeah, yeah. what i said no it's it's the deshmukh. network problem deshmukh you said assam tak pata hi nahi i apologize um, no that's not but uh, but just like me like there are a lot of people uh, actually i uh, got to know about him uh, from your mail and then i saw i am offended and then i went back and i read about him but i think it would be great if you uh, like introduce us to him because he's essentially from that part of the country yeah. and also like tell us about his influence on you okay um influence i mean okay that's a very strong word but anyway i see pl i mean i for me he'll be always my favorite uh, uh, author writer pl deshpande is a very i mean anyone in marathi culture and not even marathi some even outside so i know even uh, like my my i married a gujarati and my uh, her grandfather knows about pl deshpande and he used right. to say, used right. he had his own, he had his cassettes you know so he had his sold out yeah. shows and everything yeah yeah, yeah. So P L Deshpande is a most I mean I I to for me to introduce is a ridiculous thing but he was a brilliant artist I think in all ways so it was not that he was just a writer or he was just an actor or just a comedian he was also a phenomenal musician and a great thinker um, 
but everything he did he did with lot of love and gentleness and humor you know his humor you could see in his humor there was no there's uh, a word tiraskar you know there was no yeah, uh, he never looked down on anyone yeah, you know yeah. he never looked down yeah. anyone never had any bitterness in that uh, thing uh, there was always love for humanity you could see it constantly he never looked he never kept himself on a higher platform and made a commentary on someone if he made a commentary it was on a equal level and uh, and incredibly disparaging himself towards himself never took himself or so very seriously but uh, these are legends not just because of this uh, the comedic comic writing i'm talking about right. because uh, they are responsible for early cinema in marathi right. had a huge Uh, there are amazing marathi uh, you know children uh, songs and rhymes right. which we all learn and quite a bit of them have been composed by uh, mr pl deshpande so that's legendary i mean like every marathi kid has heard this in the natre mora ambaya chavanat natre mora nat we all learn it as in it's like twinkle twinkle like imagine knowing somebody wrote twinkle twinkle little star right right you know? right it's, it's equivalent equivalent to that and and he was also responsible for starting doordarshan oh in the very early days so he was one of the guys he kamleshwar and you know, a couple of them were uh, responsible for uh, getting doordarshan started up and he also quit because there was a time when uh, i think nehru was supposed to come and the children were supposed to ask him questions and he wanted to make it genuine you know that children should ask what they feel like but he was told no we will give the question to the kids so he got little uh disillusioned by that and then he kind of said okay i'm not really interested in this whole political thing so i mean that's a background but otherwise great humorist satirist uh, he wrote amazing number of plays and the best thing about him was that uh, and which we call now stand up but um, he would uh, he had assets and he would just narrate uh, his stories and essays and each of them was about a subject like some uh sometimes it was about a teacher sometimes he had done a very funny piece called mumbai kar nagpur kar pune kar which is just seeing right. the funny differences between the three maharashtrians right the right three, the maharashtrians from this three uh, uh areas and so that different varied subject there was one entire piece on a parsi gentleman had met in a train and uh, uh the funniest one for me was uh, batata chitar you know which is about which is a nice two and a half hour thing on this whole uh, thing called one chol called batata chitar and uh, all the people staying there and the entire escape of it and you know, what all happens there and uh, uh, and obviously like all stand up all of it was from life it was a kind of observational where you could say yeah 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 this is uh, this really happened you know that's what happens to all of us observation and uh, yeah yeah and i he can crack me up any time i mean i used to sometimes uh, go in cabs hearing his cassettes mm-hmm. and you know normally when you are young you used to listen to music in a walkman and i used to and i used to hear pl deshpande huh. you know and not and i used to go <laughs> and the cab used to look at me and say what's wrong with this guy what the fuck is he doing what is he listening to you know, because uh, it was not uh, it was strange even uh, a lot of the people I, the 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 comedy i liked i've heard on cassettes you know uh, right. <laughs> but he for i mean my father admired him and obviously i know about it because my dad my dad keeps saying listen to this guy he's so funny but um, uh overall i developed my own kind of this thing and i kept finding his work and uh, and i've only heard him i've never read his stuff because we were all english medium and you know uh, <laughs> unfortunately for us yeah, yes but um uh, no i mean parents were go and they were konkani and so there was no real marathi in the house but there was marathi jungle everywhere so uh 
my hindi is better than my marathi i think and that kind of thing but even then i mean uh, i i uh, his writing was great you could you could i mean very few authors when you read them you can laugh out loud right true and i think he was one of them pichi wodaus from you were like that yeah. you know? so uh, he was brilliant i mean i mean and there was pathos also in what he did yeah you know so there was this thing where you could laugh but in the end you could also cry hmm. when he got down to uh, there's a very nice piece he wrote about his uh, teacher in in a school in a, in his village and towards the end of it uh, you could break down crying because he you know he shows the poverty he talks about the poverty that man is living in and yet so much pride he lives with it's phenomenal i remember this i have not even kind of for this interview i haven't looked back at anything right, you know right of course yeah and i just kind of remember this from memory still you know and so right uh, brilliant man i mean brilliant brilliant i mean uh, since you already mentioned pg woodhouse i mean it like if this would be the right time to discuss him as well yeah uh, like for me like when i read pg woodhouse like i didn't know you could do that like i always took writing as something which is very serious it yeah. has to have a beginning middle end and you know some twist Correct. has to happen and like uh, but when i read pg woodhouse and what he was doing like with the dialogue and the characters and jeeves and booster and all the aunts like he's written about golf like golf is so boring like i know yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. about golf but i read his golf stories and i just i like uh so what like and i feel like uh, like in a way he also talks about british society right like he is yeah yeah uh, like are the kind of i i don't want to say fake pride but like there is a sort of like they think yeah. they are better than others kind of a yeah, thing yeah, going yeah. on and he mocks it very lightly yeah yeah so uh like tell me your thoughts on pg woodhouse yeah and i mean how- oh yeah uh pg woodhouse actually um i do think if i say influence in pg woodhouse would be an influence because right. i right. learned a lot about uh uh you know one of the most important things i th- think in humor is and is the ability to, to laugh at yourself and understand uh, you know understand the humor of things also right and i think uh, for me and when i came from a very tough background and that really helped me to kind of always see the humor in this no matter where it's going you know uh, it kind of helps you uh, keep that balance and not uh, get Uh, overwhelmed by uh, circumstances and i think i learned that from uh, pg woodhouse and this whole self deprecating humor that you know laugh at yourself and don't take yourself so seriously and uh, look at look at the the humorous bright side of things um, i think i got that from pg woodhouse and uh, and his style of humor it's, it's very particular uh, i i can't put my finger on it because i'm not a, uh, a rustic but uh, uh, you know the punches and lines and how to use humor in dialogues and how to craft that i think a large part of that influence came from pg woodhouse i'm glad my mother put me on to reading so my i think my mom was to tell me read this or somebody i don't know who again it's one of my friends somebody must have put i mean you know i got it instantly and i used to be a voracious pg woodhouse reader I like these to have these in those days you couldn't buy afford books but yeah. there's been a lot of yeah, book yeah. libraries and that style that thing so i used to go all the way to like a place which was like 8 10 kilometers away from my house but i would take a bus go there get you know i would get 8 to 10 and just keep reading yeah and then yeah. return them so pg woodhouse for me and the characters he created and yes i think um, he very gently uh, uh uh thrashed the british 
uh, royalty and this whole upper class this yeah. thing very beautifully i mean i think um, one i for me na i i think the one thing about humor is being gentle yeah and being kind you know i personally feel you can be as funny and but there is this other kind of humor which is being harsh or being very bitter or being very uh, uh, hard and like i can't hate people you know and i love people and yeah. even if i make fun of anyone i'm not i mean uh, i mean we sometimes say let's have a bitch session about things and all but you know i don't hate them i don't really uh, i really love people and i can see funny things in anything Uh, or anyone but uh, that's one 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 very important thing i think that that you love the people you write about and uh, and don't use humor as just a, a vent for your own angst you know uh, and that's what i i, I mean pg woodhouse and pula deshpande these are the two guys who taught me that one very important thing that you can always be bitter and then lash out through humor also you know or you can always say you know what but uh, uh, and that's a great way to kind of even um, make someone see a point of view uh, humor is a wonderful way also of doing it you know hmm. where sometimes people can laugh and agree at and kind of get the point what you're saying so sometimes i do use that as even during meetings and anything else i use humor constantly as a way to get the other person to see what i'm saying you know i could be angsty about it but i make a, a slight uh, and this i got from these this character these people i think uh, especially right. pg woodhouse you know i mean right. if you see the way he mocks everything and yet there's no uh, there's no rancor in it there's no real you know uh, this that's wonderful i think and it's a great quality to kind of keep doing that and i've seen many great authors always everybody has pg woodhouse in them i had gone to meet a, a very famous uh, hindi playwright and writer called sharad joshi and uh, so you think you know hindi hindi to you know what what kind of books so in his house there's all pg woodhouse and hindi, and again charat joshi was a great humorist and a very good uh, satirist himself and you understand the value of uh, something like a pg woodhouse is is phenomenal to anyone who's writing humor comedy there is something brilliant about it so uh, eddie murphy is the only uh, stand up i mean i mean he's not just stand up he's done so much but you mentioned delirious yeah delirious his, yeah yeah his uh, one hour special um So do do you want to talk about that? Like yeah, what yeah, you yeah. like about it so much? Like I feel it's such a wholesome experience because there's so much uh, that's happening. Like it's not just great writing. You see performance. You see observational. You see like there are so many uh, things that he brought to the stage. Right. Anyway, so there are a lot of other uh, comedians, George Carlin and right. uh, stuff like that, and people like that who have been amazing. But Eddie Murphy was my first. stand up i ever saw and it blew my mind and i said shit you can do this you can actually just be funny and uh, and i thought he had an amazing range i mean he was a very good impersonator he was very good uh, uh and his timing everything i mean it was great and uh, uh i still remember the bear and the rabbit joke in delirious i we still talk about it and uh you <laughs> know forget that joke and uh, and again there was still something touching in it also because he talks about his childhood you know growing up as a as a uh, as a black kid in a black family and you know what that must have meant and yeah. but again yeah about his father the humor in that and his father yeah. and you know whatever everything you know being beaten up being thrashed being whatever uh, 
so it's wonderful and uh, and it was so open and it was so like uh, you know see this is i'm talking of what 89 88 right, right? i mean right. we are not even supposed to forget cursing and all that uh, and this guy is doing all the sex jokes and dick jokes and i'm like fuck why it's so funny it is amazing you know so uh, to see somebody being able to do that was brilliant you know i mean uh, right. on stage so that was a big eye opener and kind of uh, uh, made you think of expanding you know when you say humor is not just mimicry you know it's not just doing impersonations it's not just uh, doing that kind of stuff is actually you can talk and be funny and find that connect with the with people i thought that was great it helped like uh, it helped me later down the line when we were kind of writing stuff and you know uh, that and uh, monty python yeah you know monty python was again another brilliant, oof, brilliant. i mean so the, again monty python was another friend of ours who said you guys do these skits and all you know have you heard of monty python i said what monty python cat and then he got cassettes for us right So imagine I saw Monty Python actually perform. I mean, the uh, their performance is much uh, like maybe eight ten years later. Hmm. But all that time we had only cassettes, and right. we are hearing it, and we are going crazy, you know. Uh, and we're thinking, what is this humor? There's no connection. There's nothing. It's like so arbitrary. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. Excuse me. Can I have an argument? No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. I'm like fuck. It's so and it's brilliant. By yeah. itself, even then, you know. and that was amazing monty python again was uh, it really pushed us into kind of thinking you know this uh, uh, lateral humor you know you remove that and actually do something really ballistically crazy uh, uh, it helped us even in doing this uh, what is called improv now we used to have this thing called impromptu mm-hmm. it was same thing like improv you know five right. words and you know right. used to win and we became very good at that we used to win contests like crazy we were like always the winners at impromptu you know at improv and i think monty python helped us in improv and you know that kind of stuff to understand that you don't have to make sense of things and yet you can be funny and yet you there can be some sense in it if, if you want to see it but um, yeah, brilliant monty and all the movies after that oof each one is brilliant great commentary on society uh, i think from pl deshpande uh, pg woodhouse monty python one thing i learned was and i loved that in my writing is to make a commentary on society mm. so i don't think i can write without i'm not saying make a commentary as in point your finger and say here dekho ye problem hai but i think uh, one of the things important things for me in writing is that you are reflecting something that's happening or you're making some kind of a statement on what's happening around mm. right so, and that uh, again very important like sunday will be there the other scripts i've written uh, tathaya has that and you know everything always there is a, a kind of a Uh, uh i think it's insincere as a writer not to reflect your times or not to kind of not the times as in what's happening now but uh to remove yourself from what's society or or this world is little insincere i think you know at somewhere you're also kind of showing your characters in a in a kind of world and environment and kind of uh not to be show your characters influenced by that or whatever i think that's little insincere so for me humor also uh, is about that you know that i cannot make it in a vacuum i can't make my stories in an absolute vacuum right you know it needs to reflect something from a social perspective also and from you know uh from attitude and social attitudes and stuff like that and i think these guys did that a lot in all three of them in the i'm worried i know why am i worried but uh, yeah. 
like theater for example like when i go to bombay and there is prithvi and i get to see so much variety right and i and i'm like like it, it it's a great exposure like even in delhi there is like sri ram center and there is yeah. india habitat but in assam like i'm from assam and uh, like when we were growing up there were stand up comedians and there were theater artists but now okay. they do this mass stuff where assamese movie actors act in assamese theater and they do the same like the same plot of the movie they do it in theater yeah yeah, yeah. where there is one guy dying and usne apni aankhe apni maa ko donate kar di hai baby ka miscarriage ho gaya hai and there are like you know thousands of people who are going to watch this tragedy and like i feel like they're killing our basic like we used to have something yeah. called bhavna and now all of that is gone like it's yeah. just about commercials thousands of people are going to see about like a miscarriage so let's just yeah. do that so and i feel like uh, that yeah. way you know like the theater culture in like smaller I, i don't know about like other cities but for us i feel it's dying and used to be yeah. like really into this kind of stuff yeah so what happens is i think um, the best way to kill any kind of art form is put money in it the minute <laughs> becomes commercial no that's it's a standard yeah. thing see i tell you what you can see it slowly happening in ott platforms now yeah yeah earlier there was such amazing work amazing work you know very different and we said oh, wow wow finally a solution to bollywood and all but uh-huh. uh, these platforms are facing the same uh, pressure of getting more subscribers and more this thing and so the logic of uh, everybody is what is popular and let's then follow that so now mm-hmm. even ott platform want stars and they also want the trappings of commercial mm-hmm. uh, commercialism a little more access more accessibility to audience and slowly slowly that's also going to pervade there right uh, one very interesting thing is if you look at gujarati theater in bombay yeah i've heard a lot uh, gujarati theater uh, fundamentally have always been Uh, money making because obviously the audience has a lot of money yeah right uh, so they are ready to pay if i if for a good piece of entertainment and largely uh, when i was young gujju theater has to two bits one either they were thrillers akhe is a gujju play right akhe amitabh bachchan akhe yeah and uh, arjun rampal akhe is a gujju play which is again taken from somewhere else right. and a lot of gujju plays to adapt when i was i remember uh, there were times when uh, gujju plays when i was young they used to adapt from uh, sydney uh, sydney sheldon and thrillers like that and they used oh, to come wow. kind of, okay yeah yeah so there was uh, chil jhadap and there was you know there were a lot of these plays like that which were thrillers which were like as a double role and all that right right yeah, one amazing play was uh, parish rawal's uh, what was it which he made a movie also afterwards uh, marathi marathi it was brilliant I mean, seen it, but i just can't funny and uh, the movie was not that good the play was phenomenal and it was amazing it was like a thriller and comedy and you know this one man stuck in this situation kind of thing so another other other than that used to be comedies and the comedies right. were family dramas huh, okay huh. mostly 99% sitcoms about one man and an affair and something and are mai phas gaya ye aagi are you know so that kind of a thing huh. and mostly disparaging like were the classic marriage jokes you know? right 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 aa gayi bhens and then everybody goes ha, 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 ha. all the wives go ha, ha, ha. and i feel what the fuck i mean so that was then we enjoyed it then yeah. and now what happened is after uh, and this plays do very well because they go i mean there's a whole diaspora of, for gujarati theater so there's america right. us right. you know so they travel the tour and uh, and then after 
in 2000 i think couple of years back somebody said let's go for a guzzu play i said ha chal chal bahut time dekha nahi maine you know we went and i was shocked that i thought 20 years later maza aayega abhi kuch kiya hoga and it was the same you know again same old joke about right. you know the same old gag same old thing right uh, same old thing so uh, as opposed to where marathi theater used to be i think marathi theater ka pata nahi kya hua abhi but uh marathi theater was be fantastic upon a time because the audience didn't have money but they were sincere hmm. so you would get a very good crowd for marathi theater hmm. but your ticket prices were always very less it wasn't really this thing but there was a very good intelligence and a crowd who and so it was very varied hmm. you know not just one kind of subject sometimes funny sometimes but a lot of it was about dramas and about life and exis- existential kind of crisis and you know uh, what tendulkar did and what uh, राइट I don't think any writer should ever think of an audience. When you write or when you do anything, even if you're doing stand-up, I think audience yeah. is a byproduct of what your craft is, and you your craft will find its audience. But the minute the pressure of will people like this? Mm. But you know this is only accessible for some people, and so more and more you want something to be more and more accessible, and money comes in, then your uh, you start getting limited. Yes, there will always be a serrat, but then if everybody is told, "Abhi ek serrat banao." Or how the house is going to work, right? And so that's the what I mean when money comes in, things do go for a toss because with money come a lot of riders. Right. You know, with money comes the need to be successful, the pressure to say we need to uh, our returns on investment. More people should like it, you know. And these pressures suddenly uh, push you away and push away the content, you know, because then nobody wants to experiment, nobody wants to a kind of try something different or people pretend that they want something different but they actually then want the like uh, are you worried about not worried i don't think worried is the right uh, word i think um, like what do you, what do you feel is the future in the sense that now technology has changed a lot of things yeah it has even changed human emotions uh, there's something like i don't know if you like insta reels for example when it came in uh, yeah. a few months back uh it has clearly established that attention span is at an all time low um and even people like the way they perceive things and the way they think and the government is again moving towards censorship like you said earlier so uh what do you feel is um like where do you see content headed right now like with the no i platforms <laughs> and see i'll tell you what the rule of law and the rule of thumb will always remain the same across centuries So first thing is every generation feels it's all changing and it's in a way and yet something comes which breaks all that you know and suddenly feel are acha now if you think attention spans are less than how do you explain game of thrones you know? right so uh, so yeah, i don't believe what even I, mean, i like find i mean even when we were young people said attention spans are going kids nowadays don't have attention you know they watch tv they don't and but that's bullshit because books are on the way up you know people are reading much more than anything else um censorship was always been there one of the most wonderful challenges is to write something subversive despite of censorship you know that's okay these are challenges which artists will always face there will never be 
a non-challenging time for an artist for anybody doing mm-hmm. censorship was much worse i mean 20 years 30 years back and yet people right. wrote and did some stuff right. so that's all right mm-hmm. <coughs> see the problem of saying attention span is low comes from decision makers who do not have a very good sense of writing or creating good content so what happens is that number one is people are so desperate for content that they want to open it out so what is youtube and all that you know youtube was a brilliant thought that if a few writers and a few directors can make this kind of stuff imagine we get all the writers and every director mm. Mm. now art doesn't work like that art doesn't work right. by numbers you know it's not like saying oh if in this place there are 10 writers imagine if i in this place if i look for how many more writers can i find it doesn't work like that right so the ratio of good content or good creative to okay creative to poor creative will always remain the same throughout history let's say there will be 5% who are brilliant or 10% who are really good you know it that always stays but when you make something inclusive obviously far more content which is going to come which is not that great and if it's not that great then obviously people are not going to spend too much time looking at it and mm. so you say okay make it short so at least people don't mind spending time on a very short thing i'm not going to invest i mean okay something you put on tiktok i think i think yeah I'll, i'll see it for 10 seconds 30 seconds that's because it is not been created with any kind of thought or this thing and so Agreed. it's easy to spend time on it's very simple ott if you were paying for everything you saw how many of the shit would you watch right mm-hmm. because the subscription everybody feels ha ah, to everything is free so then i'll watch this i'll watch this i'll watch this because in your head you're thinking it's all free mm. right but if right. netflix every show you had watched every series you watched you had to pay then mm. how randomly would you pick out stuff mm. you would be more uh, so it's not like people's attention spans are low it's just that the guys heading content um do not have a clue how to make things work and they don't know how to make it work with writers and how to get in good talent to create that stuff right right because half the time they themselves are battling with i need more viewership i want the rickshaw driver also to watch i want that guy to watch i want this guy to watch and uh, how do i do that? i don't know i don't know what do, what do people watch tv tv ha aisa kuch kar aisa kuch you know so this short attention span shit and all is come from uh, basically come from the money agree because money always finds it difficult to deal with you know the worst thing people with money and with the money is that they can't deal with the the subjectivity of creativity right right like how do you know something is going to be a hit how do you know something mm-hmm. is going to there's be there's no a way to pull through i mean yeah to depend only on the script ah fuck shit you know script such a painful thing i can't write he can't write and this guy <laughs> can write and how the fuck does that happen so there is always this um uh force to make something creative always work and so they will find rules they'll make laws they'll find acha ye kyu hit ho gaya ye kyu hit ho gaya okay okay so you need again and so this whole thing is actually about uh, uh a fatigue set in in this whole there are so many entrants now there's so much money on the net but nobody knows where it is you know so they are kind of the paisa hai bahut paisa hai content bahut paisa hai but how how where do you make so make a short make it simple so that's easy you always find the easiest way to kind of this thing so so i don't believe attention spans are less right i just believe that uh, that there is very less focus on trying to find do something different and nurture creative talent and kind of understand that maybe many things are out of our this thing so let's kind of rely on these this creative talent to do something and create something 
and let's create this pool let's create this legacy and let's create uh, a safe environment for writers where writers kind of are empowered they have money they are paid well so that's why they can write they can not focus only on their bills and the, where the next uh, uh, check is going to come from and so because of that because not understanding how to pick a good creative person how do you know who's a good writer who's not a bad writer it's all subjective but um, 90% of people in uh, in the power do not know how to do that right right so they after fame who's famous oh that guy is famous hmm. acha imtiaz ali isko hmm. pakdo isko pakdo and then whatever they get from them they will say okay theek hai this is come from that guy might as well for that so one of the most important things in in being a producer or being a content creator <laughs> or a, you know is Uh, just training yourself to understand talent understand reading and, and understanding this is good you know a lot of uh, work which is made in uh, hollywood if you take uh, and across the world is has not been made by writers has been made by producers you know hmm. it's been What producers who approach writers and said look and understood that this writer is good or oh, this is fantastic this sounds good to me and we don't have that culture right Right. And we don't have that culture. Everybody is being smart, and everybody is saying, "No, this is my theory. This is my theory. This is my thing." And so that's the reason why uh, all this is happening because everybody wants to make money. It's a desperation, you know. Where will it come from? It's not going to come from anywhere. You know, everybody wants that those return on investment. Everybody wants phenomenal. You know, your venture capitalists and you have so many things happening. Varun Rover so, said in an interview uh, that uh, more and more MBAs are selecting scripts. Exactly. <laughs> And that qualification is that they have seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like many times, I find it horrible when I'm dealing with somebody in a platform, and they're reading something and they're saying, you know, like that, you know, like that. I said, but if I want to do that, that I would have done that. Why am I trying to do something different? Yeah. One has to kind of. Uh, there's no payoff for originality in India. It's very yeah. tough. If yeah. you write something familiar, it's much easier to get picked up than if you write something really different. And it's very tough that battle. Um, that's why still, I feel the best content is HBO still, because HBO is putting the money where the mouth is. You know, so they kind of understood that this is a strong, creative, great writing medium, and they 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 can't uh, uh, you know they rely strongly on people watching what they're watching, and they put all their money in that, hmm. and they do it well. And that's why even if you go to OTTs, you'll find the best stuff is still HBO. HBO original. At least they take the word original seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's because they the stakes are high, and because the stakes are high, they kind of have to be very careful with what they do. Mm. You know, mm. the problem is this only that, uh, and that's what I mean that the correlation of money and art is always negative. It's mm. very rare that there's a lot of money and so great art happens. You know, mm. uh, because when money comes, money wants uh, to double. You know, it 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 wants to do. Uh, it wants hundred fifty percent, two hundred percent returns, and How will that happen? And creativity is such a subjective thing. Mm. It is instinctive. It is you know you uh, no writers ever met all the people in the world to say ये hit होगा. And yet writers write sometimes such brilliant stuff sitting in the house. It touches fucking humanity. So how does that happen? That comes from some talent inside. And some of people don't like that subjectivity. It's very difficult to deal with that because that's subjective. How do I how do I deal with that? I want something where I put my money and I can see. Crack करके आ जाएगा पैसा. So attention spans don't uh, believe that shit. Uh, right. Attention spans are good, right. and if you write and really do something great, people will watch. They will tell others to watch, and uh, they will do it. Um, it's easy to say all this uh, rubbish and make rubbish, and then on top of that, and kind of say, well, attention spans are like you know you can't blame people all the time. If you're a bad right. cook, 
can't say people don't have a sense of humor that's bullshit you know i mean i, I so think in comedy hmm. they say that room acha nahi hai audience acha nahi hai the room is not warm but agar tum bar bar bol rahe ho to tumko thoda sa sochna padega ha yeah it's just maybe it's true sometimes on your punchline yeah. instead um so what what are the future projects that you're looking at and are we getting a part 2 of five months <laughs> sunday um part 2 of sunday nahi hoga i don't know i mean you know we always spoke about it as a cast everyone felt uh, but um i am toying with the idea of a series of to emera sunday which i think it's a very good material for a series you know story yeah film. yeah i mean i think a series like that would be would be interesting uh, i would get the ott subscription if anyone yeah. is listening and if ott is listening then i would love to develop it if you yeah. <laughs> but besides that i'm writing a lot of stuff uh, there are three uh, series premises i'm working on right now right uh, two are funny one is kind of a drama but it's autobiographical semi autobiographical it's about a uh, lot of it is from my childhood and uh, and it's about today's life and living in today's uh, world as a family and you know uh, what are the challenges and and yet when you look at your how things are connected to your past as well mm. um, it's very autobiographical in one sense where a lot of the instances are from my childhood and a lot of stuff which is happening mm. Mm. and uh, there are two comedies which are working on which are again i think there's yeah so that and plus one movie premise which i'm also uh, it's a very funny film about uh, It's not a funny. Film. It's a funny film. Uh, I think so. But it's about women. I mean, it's a woman-centric subject. But mm, hopefully, I I think it. it I don't know. I mean, hmm. uh, I always felt that when Indian do uh, when we see feminist subjects in India, it's always uh, bars and shorts and um, you know. I I just feel that again, there's a missing representation of. urban indian women and their choices and you know what do they really want and right right sex in the city and girls and very derivative yeah, two more shots yeah so i mean i'm not again not making comment to anybody right, <coughs> right. but anyway that's a subject i had and so there's a another writer with whom i'm developing it right <coughs> so is that um, a series or that's a film no it's a it's a i think it will be a feature Okay. And uh, currently, I've signed up with Roy Kapoor Films uh, for another script, okay. which we're now putting together. The script is ready. You know, we're kind of getting the actors okay. and stuff like that. It's a beautiful script, written by Shupratim, and uh, actually, it was his script, and then I kind of developed it a little bit with him. But basically, it was something he'd written again from something which he had observed in his life, and it's a wonderful film about the mother and uh, son. relationship which is i don't think has ever been shown in indian cinema mm-hmm. you know it's always father son or it's always that emotional very asama beta ma this is really a wonderful kind of a very fresh perspective on uh, looking at when a, uh, how a son relooks at his mother when she was when a certain instance happens and and it's funny as well and it has a little bit of background about stand up also in it so it's funny i think a good representation of stand up is needed because mostly right now the kind of representation we are getting is very like It's very cliche, Almost, and it's okay. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, the cliche they are creating is also it's just too far from reality. Yeah. No, I have I have done something clever with that because uh, I tell all writers because this new thing is happening a lot that it's about a guy who's doing stand up and you know, and then he gives up his job and then he does stand up and. And listen, no one is giving up jobs. 
successful and i keep telling people don't write about stand up if you don't because writing even as a script writer writing good stand up material yeah is yeah. not easy you know yeah so you can't then and because then when you say successful the stuff yeah. he's saying is all fuck all i mean no one sec you can't be successful on that material right and uh, so it's not uh, i i feel people should avoid uh, just stop for a while using stand up in uh, film writing and in other background mezel and all have done a very good job i know you know kumail did very nicely with the the big sick and all but otherwise uh, it doesn't the big really sick is just through. such a like when i saw, i, I thought it was again again it's great because i think he and his wife wrote about from it comes from, from their, their life. life anything which comes from your life always will have a little more right uh, right I think Maisel is also one of the few representational thinkers. But even oh, though yeah. it's fictional, yeah. but like it's close. Yeah. It's not that easy to get. In fact, I I don't see. I mean, even in my uh, this thing, I don't know if I really have seen any great film about a guy doing stand up. You know, like Imtiaz like, Ali showed stand up a bit in Lavachkal too, uh, in which. Uh, it, I'm sure it's not. It's not going to be very critical to the very, plot. No, it was not critical to the plot. It was just like one random guy coming. Yeah. No, it's also a lot of it is done by you know this whole thing of what is modern. Modern क्या है तो हाँ stand up करते लोग हाँ तो stand up डाल. No, that's like twenty years back it was photography. Photography तो लड़के को photography करना तो you know. Right. Uh, so that's right. not. No, I'm talking of even internationally. I don't know any great film which has used the background of stand up and uh, it's it's not. It doesn't work. I think. even cinematically it's not uh, always very interesting that a guy is doing stand up and there was a very nice uh, touching film called i think what is it called i've seen very long back sally fields and uh, it was about people in the stand up world but it's a very sad film because it actually shows the struggles that they have to go through and kind of you know your personal life you're going through so much pain and yet you'll be funny on stage and uh, that was a great film i forgot the name tom i think tom hanks was there and uh, sally fields and when i remember that uh, one of the one amazing scene where you know this guy is running out of gags so he meets one fellow in a dark alley and you know and you think it's drugs actually he's, he's selling punch lines you know and satyavas hai kitna kitna yeah that now that sounds real but uh, uh, i am offended i mean i'm not offended right now but uh, your documentary uh, i mean i know you told me that uh, you just produced it Yeah, yeah, but like, uh, would you be okay talking about it, like a little? Yeah, bit? I can talk about it, but I mean, I'm. So, no, like, even for that, yeah. I mean, that really needs a part two right now. Yeah, yeah. No, but now it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. Can you see the part two? This was so early. The, those are early days. Yeah, so like Jadim, when I see that, and I yeah. see like everybody in there, like so much has happened to them since. Yeah, they've grown a lot. In fact, a lot yeah. of these guys. Uh, so Jadeep, a friend of mine, made this documentary right, and. Uh, right. when we came to number audit you struggling with funds and also we said no we'll fund it so to that extent that's my contribution so really it's his work his research he's got the material once and all i used to go meet him and to see the stuff he's got it's be fantastic so um and so i i mean i saw it develop and i saw the the material had was brilliant the kind of stuff and every it was very early days so you know aib and not even happened then i think yeah we had uh, happened oh, just about uh, kind of happened just, just started and yeah. in fact uh, what i liked is the way they brought out the contrast yeah yeah and then there are some statements that they have made like some blanket statements like hindi yeah. is never going to be stand up and then now so yeah. much has changed since 
Yeah, yeah, that's so much. I mean, never say never to anything. I mean, if you're in any kind of a creative person, yeah. um, you know, even uh, we as, I mean, say as a director or whatever, I never look at anyone and say, Tere se kabhi hoga right. that's bullshit. You know, I, at the most I can say, look, whatever you're doing right now doesn't work for me, but that's okay. You know, mm. you can't even make blanket statements like that. And you could see the, there was a snobbishness between the English stand-ups and how they look down on the, yeah. uh, which is more yeah. the rushes you could make out, you know. Right. And that's strange. We, uh, you know, like I said, India casteism is so deep rooted that we find new avenues for it. So uh, true. So true. Uh, uh, and I love Varun Grover's uh, as a stand-up for me. I just yeah. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. I love his work, and um, and a lot of those guys then were so pretty weak. I thought, and now I see them over the years. I feel okay. Now they're kind of getting it, and you know, it seems to have uh, age is very very great for stand-up. Yeah. Uh, as well. Uh, yeah, and yet those days were early days. Now the things have become fuck all. I mean, you know, and yet it was so. These people. I mean, Indians don't. And that's why I think the safest jokes in India are marriage jokes, you know, because then nobody gets offended by them. <laughs> and I always feel that's very funny because marriage is such a institution which is so old, is as old as religion, and mm-hmm. everybody gets married. You make your kids marry, and and yet when I've seen people in a wedding. Making fun of marriage when the guy gets like, "Yeah, teri lag gayi hai, the guy be ha." So how come we don't get offended by something which is such a big traditional thing? We want our children to do it, everyone do it, and yet the joke is marriage jokes, and yet you tell your kids get married, and that's the safest uh, space to be in marriage jokes. Right. right. But other than that, I, you know, so uh, yeah, we we can't take jokes as Indians. I think sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I have. Uh... It's not that I've ran out of question, but I feel like I've taken too much of your time. Yeah. No, no, no. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, I'll be. Khana, khana. My wife is asking from the side. Yeah.